Uh, yeah, and that was uh, Yaz's silent contribution to the episode. Uh, he did our intro this episode from Montreal. If you can't tell, <laughs> Yaz is still not back from his trip. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that we're covering all the topics that he wants to cover these episodes so that he could come back and just be angry. <laughs> like, I know that his first message is going to be like, guys, I wish I was there for that one, man. Damn, I'm just so mad. I'm just so angry I missed that one. So, And, I'm, and that's going to make me feel real good about recording these episodes without him. You know what uh, I mean? Is we, that? We missed you, fam. We my, missed my, you. Come back. I might be a little vindictive, honestly. I think it might. <laughs> I'm Eggy of the Rogue History Podcast. And I'm Alex of the Rogue History Podcast. And I'm still Beautiful Brian. <laughs> I like Beautiful Brian. Such a pretty man. Uh, what's that called? Uh, alliteration. Alliteration. Repetition yeah. of a constant <laughs> Alliteration. I, I don't know. You know what's crazy? I knew that it was the wrong answer, but onomatopoeia was in my head because I love that fucking word. <laughs> like, it's, like it's, bam, pow. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I love ano- onomatopoeia and I love goobly gook <laughs> and juxtaposition. Is Those goobly are, gook actually a word? Yeah. Goobly gook is, and it's kind of self-descri- uh, self-descriptive because goobly gook is when you use a bunch of big words to confuse an audience. Oh. I.e. Bob Dole. Like Bob Dole was a big goobly gooker. Bob Dole, Bob Well, he'll Dole, answer Bob a bunch Dole. of questions with like giant words that when you actually break down what all of these giant words mean, he wasn't saying anything. You guys want to hear an anecdote about Bob Dole? Hit us. Okay, so when I was, I'm going to say nine years old, we were given a class project uh, I don't remember actually what year it was. It was it was the Clinton Dole election. Right? Okay, whatever 90, year that was, it's like ninety two, ninety four, something some, like that. Something like that. And in our, we had a class project to create to to like make basically like a like an action figure of one of the candidates. And I think it's just one of those like desperate attempts at getting kids involved and like know even knowing who's running. Politics. And my my family's Republican, hard R, especially back in those days. Mm. And so I was like, oh, Bob Dole, even though I had no idea why. But just like to me, I'm like, Bob Dole, that's the guy. So at the time, Tickle Me Elmo was like a really popular toy. (laughs) (laughs) So I had the ingenious idea of buying. And I don't know if you guys, there's a deep cut. Remember something called the Yak Back, which was a toy that would record. it It was a little handheld toy that would record like eight seconds of audio and then play it back. And that was the toy because audio recording was like. Digital cool. audio recording was like groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. It's a little toy, a little handheld thing where you'd record like eight to ten seconds of something, and every time you press play, it will play what you said. And you could like pitch the voices, whatever. So I made this doll, filled it with a yak back, and it said like, and when you played it, it would say like, "I'm Bob Dole, vote for me." Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's actually, so that when you tickled him, genius. when you tickled him, it would say that, even though you had to tickle him in like the one spot where the play button is, which is like his that's belly, his belly genius. button. Yeah, you're a goddamn yeah. fucking genius, I was, Alex. I was, I was pretty. I was really smart a as a Tony kid, Stark and then I just here. kind of slowly plateaued to normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> The genius stopped at eight years old. Yeah, no, very. I was like Tesla at eight years old, and, then, and now I'm just at George W. Bush level. Ah, welcome, coaxing. welcome to the rest of us. Yeah, welcome. You know what's crazy though? That gives us an idea for our first piece of merch. We'll have you mass produce Bob Dole figures. I'm down. That's just gonna be fire. The prototype <laughs> took me a couple hours. I'm so Bob Dole. <laughs> Vote for me. Vote for I, me. That's. It. I mean, you, you've, got the, you've got the method down now. Yeah. So I think you could like factory produce it. I'm Absolutely. And the first thing that we got to get into is. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. It's a conspiracy. First thing we're covering this afternoon is the Giants of Patagon. 
Patagonia. Patagonia. Oh, yeah. but they're called Patagons. They're the Patagon, but yeah. They're the Patagon. So, yeah. and um, they all wear blue vests, <laughs> right? Is that the... Uh, <laughs> is that what these... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Alex, give us a backdrop on some of these uh, giants that we could find in Patagonia. Okay, so... This is actually really interesting, and I didn't hear about this till somewhat recently. So the giants of Patagonia. In 1520, an explorer named Ferdinand Magellan claimed to have seen giants on his voyage to circumnavigate the world. This was the first time anyone had ever taken fleet of ships to do that. He was exploring the coast of South America down around what is now like Argentina and Chile, and Magellan witnessed natives that were 10 to 15 feet tall, according to him. One sailor from his voyage wrote, and I quote, One day we suddenly saw a naked man of giant stature on the shore of the port, dancing, singing, and throwing dust on his head. Captain Magellan sent one of our men to the giant so that he might perform the same actions as a sign of peace. Having done that, the man led the giant to the captain. When the giant was in the captain's and our presence, he marveled greatly and made signs with one finger raised upward, believing that we had come from the sky. He was so tall that we reached only to his waist, and he was well-proportioned. Then they were introduced, according to them, to more Patagonians who they claimed were all giants, even the children. And, oh yeah, in keeping with European conquest, Magellan kidnapped a few of the Patagonians, but they died during his trip because he's only like halfway through circumnavigating the world. So according to him, he kidnapped a couple of them, but they died because they couldn't handle living on the ship. Uh, pretty standard for an explorer to think they could like just take people. That's a pretty normal thing to do. Magellan comes home from his crazy cool circumnavigation trip and everyone thinks he's hot shit. He and his crew tell the stories uh, and capture the imaginations of people for hundreds of years with their stories of these giants in Patagonia. Globes and maps are even drawn with like illustrations of the giants down in that area. Uh, and then more people start to back up his story. 1525, a Spanish explorer claimed he saw natives 13 feet tall. 1579, a Spanish captain wrote about meeting and eating with the Patagonians. 1587, an English captain said they were 16 feet tall when he met them. And early 1590s, an English sailor claimed he had seen dead bodies 12 feet long when exploring Patagonia. Late 1590s, a Dutch ship running Tierra del Fuego reported a violent encounter between the ship's crew and giant natives. This is the last plausible account of any kind of meeting, this violent encounter. There's like kind of a break of people talking about this and reporting it. In the mid-1700s, English ships uh, said that they've found like slightly taller than normal natives in that region and start to say that Magellan was full of shit. And the world kind of like quickly dissolves this idea that there are these giants there because they... You know, they're like, oh, well, yeah, they're like six feet tall. They're not like giants. They're definitely not twice as big. So they start calling Magellan a liar and people stop believing. Sir Francis Drizzy said, Magellan was not altogether deceived in naming these giants, for they generally differ from the common sort of man, both in stature, bigness, and strength of body, as also in the hideousness of their voices. (laughs) But they are nothing so monstrous and giant-like as they were represented. There being some Englishmen as tall as the highest we could see. But preventures the Spaniards did not think that ever any Englishman would come higher to reprove them and therefore might presume the more boldly to lie. 
the, the words of Sir Francis Drizzy. It is worth saying that the English would have a good... Re- so, I don't know if you kind of could catch it in there, but he's kind of throwing shade. Mad yeah. shade. Mad what shade. What do you mean, kind of? No, 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 mad I, was, shade. I was trying to be a little... He's, a, he's a, a Magellan pussy, yeah. and he thought that none of us would come yeah. over here, and now we over here, and these motherfuckers is my height. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fuck Magellan. Yeah, fuck Magellan. <laughs> English are taller. <laughs> We're is, better. Yeah, Drake yeah. is wilding. <laughs> <laughs> Drake is wild. The, the, the tribe that he's talking about is called the Tehuelche. No, Tehuelche. In the area that are like above average height. Yeah, like six feet. But they're definitely not like taller than like, you know, Nordic types, for example. They are taller than like other American natives, like Mesoamericans in particular, who are mm-hmm. like pretty short. But a little extra here. Have you ever heard of the giant of Castle Na? Nope. So uh, in 1890... Some bone fragments were found in the sediment dating back to the Neolithic period. The fossil bones may belong to one of the largest known humans to have ever existed. He estimated the, from the bone size that the human may have been 11 and a half feet tall. So there is some evidence of people this tall having existed, right? Um, and then some people wonder if this is somehow relate, distantly related to the Dedanum or the Anakim or the Nephilim races that are written about in the Bible, who were giants and ancestors of magical pre-flood beings Um, and in the Guinness World Record right now in the 1950s a man named Robert Wadlow is credited as being the tallest person and he stands at 8 foot 11 inches and had a regular sized twin which is pretty fucking crazy wait what's the guy's name? Robert Wadlow W-A-D-L-O-W Interesting. I like to see this with pictures. I hope everyone that's listening is. Oh, looking and at he this is a pictures. he is a big looking dude. So imagine oh, someone a head taller than him. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Oh yeah, he's Robert Wadlow, dude. huge man. Um, and then there are conspiracies claiming that the Smithsonian and other scientific institutions used to have remains of several other people that were about 12 feet tall and that have been destroyed. And there was actually like a conspiracy theory and a Supreme court case in the early 1900s where people had claimed to have seen documents backing up that the Smithsonian and other scientific institutions had destroyed all of these remains to, what to stick yeah. with the evolutionary narrative that was becoming much oh. more pro- prominent at the time. So why you would know, that work against the evolution narrative? I, I think, I think it's to keep it from muddying the data. So it's like basically if the evolutionary theory is not as planted as it is today, something like that could disrupt its growth. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and again, there are remains of someone who's up to 11 and a half feet, but these are the only ones that are still around because, again, people claim that a lot of them have been destroyed. Mm. And it it makes sense that the people who would have these remains would be scientific institutions. Like if they were... People weren't very good at preserving artifacts from, and again, with Magellan, this was 1520, long fucking time ago. Mm -hmm. So like had someone like saved some of these bones, it would be really hard to preserve them. And if they had preserved them, who would have ended up with them? Some kind of European scientific institution. And with Darwin and all that, like the European science institutions had kind of, and as we've talked about in other episodes with the Illuminati, they had kind of like a, we have to deceive people to reach a certain goal. So do you think it's possible that there's any truth to this story? Or did Magellan just make that shit up? To say someone is twice your height can't be mistaken with someone being six foot two yeah. and you're five seven or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess like also keep in mind, sorry, one last thing, Aggie, before I come in. Where this is happening, Argentina down there is very, very, very close to what? Antarctica. Mm. And if you follow 
and track, maybe after some of these violent interactions, all the giants fled over the ice wall <laughs> from flat earth or deep. Yeah, you're some bugging. people posit you're bugging. Some people posit that they have <laughs> that they have gone into uh, cavern systems that are beneath Patagonia in the mountain ranges mm-hmm. and the people don't really explore those areas and that, you know, they, 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 they kind of like left the world of man. Yeah. If there were giants in Patagonia, they're definitely dead now. hundred percent. And if there were giants anywhere, it'd probably be in Australia because everything was bigger there. So we went in and <laughs> killed it. Uh, but no, not people. Hmm. Like those races are actually pretty slim body mass wise. Cause the heat colder places produce thicker people like, uh, who's like of an, an Inuit or something where yeah. their bodies are designed to retain as much heat as possible. You know, what's crazy. Inuit sounds disrespectful, but I know it's not, that's but one just, of the tribes. But just the yeah. word itself. Eskimo actually is Eskimos. Right? Is Esk- the one that's Eskimo means Eskimo means raw meat eater. So that is, yeah. that is a disrespectful. That's, term. that's the derogatory. And term, Inuit actually. is correct. Yeah. That's funny. I believe it, that's the name of the just, tribe. It's of, of one of the tribes. One of, yeah. Yeah. It sounds completely They're actually called opposite. First, first peoples, actually, yeah. technically. Like, yeah, Inuit yeah. sounds more, <laughs> it sounds offensive to me than, like, Eskimo. Like, yeah. Eskimo sounds nice. Yeah. Inuit sounds, yo, you're such a fucking Inuit. <laughs> no, no, it's Like, true. I don't know. Like, it sounds The word like, Eskimo is very pretty. Yeah, like, it's a yeah. cool, it's a well, little Eskimo, Eskimo kiss. Eskimo kiss, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm sorry. But back on track here. So, the Giants of Patagonia... Uh, or their name would be Patagons, right? Right. So Patagonia is actually named after these people. So it's supposed to be like the land of big feet or something like that. The it's land like of big some, feet. Something like that is, is what he named the area. Uh, it sucks because humans are shitty. So it's like I am very much inclined to believe them. Uh, what Francis Drizzy said, where it's just kind of like, Magellan's lying, bro. Like, he got over there. And he's like, yo, they were fucking giants. Shit was crazy. Like, we had to talk to people that were twice our size. Just on the strength that he thought that it would be, he would be dead by the time anyone did the same trip that he did. That's probably true. You know what I mean? So, so all these other explorers, you think, just kind of understood that this was a lie and just kind of kept the lie going? Or maybe yeah. they never even went to that area and they yeah, just like that shit. Yeah, like that shit sounds, it, it sounds like common shit that happens today where it's like you have one friend go to a party and you ask that friend like, yo, how's the party? And he's like, yo, this shit is rocking. <laughs> and then you get there and the party's fucking ass. Yeah, there's like 50 people here that's like... Yeah, <laughs> and then also it's the same shit as like if, if a few of your friends go to that party. So you have like four dudes that go to that party and then they come back and they tell you, dog, you missed it, bro. That shit was great. There were so many girls there. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen so many girls in my life. And then you look at pictures and it looks like a regular fucking party. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's it's I think that that part it's kind of blocking me from believing that he ever met any giants at all but it doesn't stop me from believing that there were giants around mm-hmm. if like that it, makes any it, sense if I was an explorer so I'm 5 foot 8 if I saw Edgar how tall are you? Uh, I'm 6'2 six two. he's 6'2 six two. Yeah. so the average uh, European apparently at the time was shorter than now the average height has actually gone up over time so like 1500 years ago people the average european was about four inches shorter than they are now Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny because we think of like older peoples as being like 
more massive and like Vikings. Yeah, like people that are humongous, right? Really? But there like was a, there was a bunch of midgets with war axes. <laughs> so, so, so you know, like you're coming across an army of Romans. Maybe maybe that army of Romans is five foot four. You know, yeah, like and it's you're a bunch like, of five two yeah. dudes. Yeah. It's Yo, like, bro, oh, okay, that's not just that kill me, crazy. Man. Yeah. I'm not trying to fight you, right? And this you, is a case for mixing genes because I think that's what leads us to where we are now. It's like the more you mixed it, the better. You know, the fruit rises to the top. Natural selection. But how do you explain the the fossil bones of someone who's 11 and a half feet tall. So some people have been this tall. It's a, whether it's a freak of nature or a lost race. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, when you only have one sample, it's hard to say that there were like, this is true. A race of tall people. Cause mm-hmm. we have like outliers everywhere in the world. Where they're just enormous people. Right. Yeah. I, and usually they just have like something weird with their pituitary gland or whatever. Yeah. It's like elephantitis. Yeah. So it's like, like Goliath. Yeah. yeah, like Goliath. Goliath. He was probably like a big ass retard. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's damn. That was that sounded mad offensive. He was a big was ass. A- he was a big ass Inuit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that word just sounds offensive, bro. It just does. Um. So no. Damn. Fuck. Yeah, sorry Goliath. to all the Inuit listeners. Out but there. there are there are you know like Egyptian stories, Syrian stories. There, there's all these old stories from the Middle East of of a race of giants mm-hmm. from like thousands of years before Christ. Well, to be fair, have you guys ever seen a basketball player in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess they're fucking giants. They are. Yeah. Like enormous. if I was five six or five five and I walked into three shacks, I'd be like, these are fucking giants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially without having that sample size elsewhere. Like at this point, we've all seen Guinness Book of World Records. Mm-hmm. We've all seen dudes that are that have what's the gland, Brian? Pituitary gland. The pituitary gland is fucked up and is making them taller. We've all kind of been accustomed to seeing that now. Yeah. But if you do run into so for example, if you're Magellan, right? And let me try to make a case for him not being full of shit. There you go. If if you're Magellan, right? And you travel half across the world and you're going to run into this tribe. If one dude in that tribe was like 6'10", right? And he was fucking all the women from that tribe and then started producing a bunch of 6'10 motherfuckers. Which makes a lot of sense. Which makes a lot of sense because they're all like fucking each other. They're like, this big dude is hot as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, you know what? That Tohueche native is fucking hot. He is making it work for me. Look at look at him just grab bananas. Yeah. He, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even jump. Didn't even need a ladder. Yeah, he's just fucking grabbing His arms bananas. are so long, he just like shoves his arm in the river, pulls out a, like a, a fish. Yeah, bro. So, so it's kind of like, you know, I'm pretty sure that this current iteration of society did not invent women liking tall guys. Sure, so, sure. I think that's true. So I think that if you do run into this tribe and it was like these tall people just boning each other, mm. you're 5'4", you run into a bunch of six. 10 dudes seven foot dudes it's like yo they're fucking massive and then the their knowledge of the land was so um they they lacked so much knowledge of the land that if they met four tribe members from that land they'll be like yo it's a land of giants right you know what i mean just make an assumption yeah like they just hit the coast and bounced Uh you know like it's not like they were exploring there living there they just hit the coast ran into some tall dudes and was like yo it's fucking giants over there what do you think brian I think so. I think Edgar's right with this one. Yeah, especially when some dude's like 6'10 or 7, and yeah. this guy's like 5'4, 2. That's yeah, bro. Like, you ever two seen feet, Kevin? Two you feet's ever like seen, a pretty big difference. Oh, you ever seen huge. Kevin Hart next to Shaquille O'Neal? Oh, yeah. Bro, this shit looks crazy. <laughs> and those are like. <laughs> that actually looks like double his size. Yeah, that's actually a guy next to a fucking giant. Yeah. And neither yeah. one of them are like. 
abnormal. Yeah, you know Kevin, what I mean? Shaq Kevin is like five four or something like that. Yeah, He's Kevin's short like dude. five five or something. Yeah. I don't know. So here, here, here's my here's what I think happened. I think they saw some of these people, and they were like, I don't want to fucking go near those people because they look huge and terrifying. I think they did well, see he, some of them. He like came on board, right? He that's what they the say happened. So, so that's yeah. that's the thing. I I don't think I think they said that to make them sound like brave explorers. In reality, I think they were halfway around the world, scared as hell, probably like a, a <laughs> little a like, little oh. mentally like exhausted and like, you know, they're on the they're on the brink of like no one's ever been this far around in one trip. They're probably like, "Listen, I don't I don't want to get off and deal with these people. I just want to get home." We'll just tell everybody that we met one of them and that they're all like this. But they probably just like saw like a couple of them and were like, yo, those dudes look fucking monstrous. Maybe from a distance, it looks like they're twice, they're twice your height. You see them next to a tree or some shit and you're like, oh, that dude's a fucking giant. But in reality, yeah, maybe he's just 6'10". And that, that is very fucking huge. I met uh, one of the few I've met, like Dennis Rodman's not even one of the tallest basketball players, but I met that guy and I'm like, this guy's fucking huge. Yeah. And that's not even close to Shaq or, or who's that Chinese guy? Yao Ming. Yao, Yao Ming. Ming. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, guys. Yeah, Yao Ming was like 7'5 or some yeah. shit. Yeah, if I saw Yao Ming on a coastline and I was an explorer, I'd be like, all right, everybody's like that. We'll just keep going, tell everybody yeah. we met in yeah. Land of Giants. <laughs> Don't <the> stop. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Do me stop. a favor. Start rowing yeah. the yeah. other way. Yo, look at this picture of Shaq, Kevin Hart, and Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yao Ming makes Shaq look small. <laughs> yeah, the difference is so fucking big. Fucking giants, bro. It's insane. They were definitely some giants out there. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. It's a conspiracy. From the giant from the from the giants of Patagonia, the Patagon of Patagonia to the cursed island of Dubrovnik. Yeah, so uh part of my Eastern European road trip, I uh, drove to Dubrovnik, Croatia. Which is interestingly where they recorded uh, the first Rogue History podcast episode, yeah. <laughs> as well as uh, <laughs> King's Landing for Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Where's that? The city, at? Dubrovnik, Croatia. Oh, that's where they do yeah. King's Landing. Yeah, yeah, nice. that's King's Landing. Um, but like right off the coast of it is this island called Lokrum or Daksa. I think that's like another name for it, or like another island that's connected to it. There is a story around that island um, that it's cursed by old old monks that used to live there. Uh, so the story goes that originally in like around the 11th century or 12th century, um, this island was just all rock. It was barren. There's nothing on it, right? Uh, but these Benedictine monks were tasked with building a church there um, for whatever reason. Not sure why, but they were tasked with doing that. And so they toiled away for like decades. Um, they like planted seeds. They like basically terraformed this place, like turned it from rock into like a forest, a paradise. And they built a church there and they were there for hundreds of years. Right. From, uh, I think like the 1100s to, uh, up until Napoleon came actually. Um, so Napoleon during his European conquest reached like Croatia area, right. And damaged, uh, and attacked the city walls and all that shit, right? Uh, so there was a lot of damage done to Dubrovnik, and the city needed to repay or rebuild. Um, and in order to rebuild, they needed money, right? So the city didn't have the money. Um, so what they did was decide to sell the island. Um, they sold the island to... What, what year is this? This is like end of 1700s, I think. Okay. Oh, they were forcibly removed in 1798. 
before they were kicked out, the monks placed a curse on the island by walking around with candles. Um, and for each drop of wax that hit the ground was how many years um, they'd curse the island. The people to this day still observe that curse. The curse being um, for whoever stays on that island for more than two days or nights, uh, they'll be they'll either disappear or die like horrible deaths. Whoa. And so, yeah, even to this day, no one actually lives on the island. Uh, the only people that actually kind of live there are the firefighters to protect it because it's now like a forest preserve. So they're like immune to the curse? No. Or Interestingly, they-, they don't actually like live on the island. They actually sleep on boats ah. right off the island. <laughs> they're tricking the curse. Exactly. They, they gamed it. But they're, yeah. they're, they're tricking the curse. <laughs> Yo, that the idea that anyone anyone would rather sleep on a boat than this island means that they they at least believe it enough to because sleeping on a boat is not a comfortable thing. To do. Oh God, no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like people still observe it to this day. Locals do not even go near, uh, like the island. Apparently, Damn, it was uh, I was just uh, googling alongside your storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a massacre there in 1944 where they executed 53 men accused of collaborating with Yugoslav partisans during World War II. I did not know that. So it's like, it has a long history of death, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, this place is, like, people, they are actually, like, kind of believe it, which is interesting. <clears throat> All right, so I guess the, the, the first the first question is, how do we feel about the supernatural? Let's just take a poll. Oh, yeah. Well, well, oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, that, I wanted to... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know if I buy it, but at the same time, like, I don't really want to put it to the test, you that's, know? That's exactly how I feel. Like, I don't lean in that direction, but I'm not trying to find out firsthand. Yeah. Like, what do I have to gain <laughs> by proving this thing wrong, right? Other than just being right. Mm-hmm. I have way more to lose if they're, yeah. like, if the other side Best is right. Best case scenario, you just sleep a night and wake up the next day. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you don't really, no one yeah. cares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's funny. You know, I've been watching the show Castle Rock. Yeah. And on Hulu. And it, it, it's it's really good. It took a minute to get going. But I like the idea of a cursed place. It, it's an interesting idea that there are like some places that are just more spiritually powerful than others. You know, and like in Castle Rock, like the idea is that like, you know, the town itself makes people go crazy. So Castle Rock is the prison. No, that's that's Shawshank, which is in okay. Castle Rock. Okay, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Right, but it's it's not just the prison. It's like you know, just kind of the whole town. Yeah, like you know, in it, I guess there's just like people have a penchant to go mad during like these. I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but like there's kind of like every certain number of years or something. There's like a concentration that like causes people to kind of like mm-hmm. lose their shit and their blood to boil and become it's more. It's kind of like uh, it in Derby. You know the clown? Yeah. Darby? Is that a Darby. place? Well, it's not a real place. It's a fictional That's place, place in, in Maine. The, yeah. Oh, okay. So basically... I actually never the, read it or saw it. Yeah. So like the whole... The, the basic philosophy is that he comes out like every 27 years or something. And every 27 years, there's like this crazy happening, like a crazy murder spree type of thing. Oh, so it's exactly and, like that. I mean, it's the same writer. So right. Well, yeah. 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 So it's like basically it, uh, it's another haunted place, essentially, is, is uh, Darby. That's nuts. Yeah, but so so are you a believer or are you just 
are you a non-believer on the supernatural thing? Because, I like, th- this is the thing. Yeah, it's the whole, like, what do I have to prove by disproving it? Right. Like, what do I have to gain by disproving it? Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's like, all right, you got to decide. You got to pick a side here. Like, are you a <laughs> believer or are you a non-believer? I guess if you're not willing to put it to the test, then in some ways you are a believer. That's true. It's yeah. like you're hes- like, but you don't want to admit yeah, that you're a right. believer. Like I want to have it both ways, but if you're putting me in a in a, in a spot, it's like I'll I'll out of just self preservation say I'm a believer just because I probably wouldn't put myself in a lot of these scenarios. Yeah. Even if I completely thought it was bullshit, because obviously I don't really think it's bullshit if I'm afraid of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like if it freaks me out, uh, then I guess it has some power over me. So let me ask you: Do you, do uh, either of you guys have like ghost stories? No, but I did visit. So like when I was in high school, I did like this project for recording some video, some film, and we visited um, an abandoned hospital. We didn't really visit; we trespassed, broke into an abandoned <laughs> hospital. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the statute and, of limitations yeah, is up on it so. in uh, in Staten Island. Yeah. Um, and that was the closest to like a ghost story, personal how, ghost story. How did you feel when you were there? It was like, that's the thing. Like I actually got like chills in my bones when I walked through the place. And I'm sure there's like some sort of physiological explanation for that. Like maybe my discomfort caused yes, me to like. Psychosomatic. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but just that feeling though. It's like hard to say that there isn't something to it. And that's how mm. belief works though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like if everyone in a town thinks that this one building has that power yeah it's gonna have some psychological effects on those people so whether it's true or not it's believed enough to uh uh, maybe have an influence over them so this is like the whole thing that thoughts become things i where guess so where it's just like if if we can all collectively believe if we all collectively believe that a house is haunted it would then in turn become haunted Right. And if someone who never heard of this place were to walk into it, they'd maybe feel nothing. Yeah. But then if someone from the town walked into it, they'd maybe like their heart would start racing and they'd yeah. start to like right. just their vision and senses bone would chills. be distorted and bone chills. And, and then yeah. a stranger could feel something if they interact with the locals. Right. Because yeah. the locals would. Because another thing is that if a house is haunted, mm-hmm. no one's upkeeping it. So it's going to fucking look haunted. That's yeah. true. Like yeah. it's going to start to take an eerie feel to it in general. And mm-hmm. just the way the community would behave around this haunted area yeah. would, would be apparent even to a stranger. And even property that would become developed later on would like steer clear of this of this one street or whatever. So like, mm. you know, the whole like urban planning of the town might be like in some way influenced by this idea that this is a haunted house. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, there wouldn't be as many businesses around it. It would just start, it'd be like less street lights and stuff. It would just start right. to feel it like... It would start to become haunted. So then, so, so I mean, by, by that standard, that's like the non-believers approach to explain, or the scientific thinkers approach to explaining it. Because I feel like there's a certain stigma that comes with saying, yeah, sure, I believe in ghosts. We all want to be like logical, modern humans rationalists rationalists but when you're afraid you kind of throw ration out the window oh totally yeah <laughs> have you guys ever heard of uh savannah georgia yeah you, you know this the town yeah so you can, you can drink on the streets in that city if i uh, drink on the streets in a lot of places <laughs> <laughs> y'all new yorkers well, I mean, don't know. city 
You should go to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> you could drink there. You just can't. Well, legally? you have to have it in a plastic cup. Yep. Oh, the, really? the, the laws you just have oh, to put shit, in a plastic cup. In the downtown like bar area, absolutely. You probably couldn't just like walk around all parts of the of Fort Lauderdale like that. But if you're leaving in a bar, a they just go. Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bar, the, the 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 bouncer goes like, whoa, 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 and then he just hands you a plastic cup and then he takes your glass. That's really nice. Yeah, the dirty south. Um, well, in Savannah. Uh, this is a very, 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 very old town. And the rumor is that the bodies were never prop like over years and years and years, all these bodies kind of like piled up. They kept like rearranging cemeteries and moving bodies. So now there's all these like, and there's like literally like, you, you know, there's some saying that like in Savannah, like you're always on top of somebody's grave grave because of the way that like it was kind of hodgepodge put together over hundreds of years that like everything at some point had some dead bodies in it. And even like when something like uh, Spanish flu came through there or other sicknesses because it was a port city, it just got hit like especially hard. So it's just like a lot of people died in that, in that city. It's been around for a long time. Um, so I went there once and if you ever go to Savannah, go on Friday the 13th because I tell you that city is like something else. If you go on Friday the 13th, there's ghost tours all over the place, which is awesome. So you go in this thing, uh, this ghost tour, which is a modified hearse that has the top off of it so that you're like, it's kind of like being on a tour bus where you get to like see out everywhere. And this dude's telling you ghost stories the whole way. And one that really stuck out because it's supposedly based on something that really did happen. So there's this old hospital that was connected to another building via like an underground tunnel. And the whole point of this cement tunnel was so that you can move sick patients uh, from one place to another without exposing like, you know, the town to whatever sickness they had. Mm. So during the Spanish flu, they had so many, so, so, so many sick people that they just started keeping them in the tunnel and they wouldn't even like, ha- there wasn't enough space for them. So they just took hundreds and hundreds of these people and kept them in this underground tunnel. Someone came to the conclusion that the best thing to do is to cement both sides of the tunnel and just let them all die instead of getting everyone else in the town sick. Holy shit. So if you go, th- there's there's a couple like manholes. They seem like manholes, but if you go down them, you just see like a, some, like a clean cement wall in like a giant circle. So it's like literally like there's an underground tunnel that's just been blocked off. And according to the to, to the ghost guide that I had, the tour guide that I had, he guide. and I mean, come on, these guys' job is to embellish this shit. That's yeah. like the whole their whole bread and butter. He said that one time he went down there when he was like learning about the tours, and he went down and it was pitch black, and he didn't even know it was like completely walled off. But he heard someone say like "no" from the place he was standing. There's no space for anyone to have been like the cement wall was like inches away from his face and he heard it coming from that direction and he just bolted. So according to him, uh, you know, there are ghosts haunting that tunnel in Savannah, Georgia from like hundreds of them dying in this horrible, horrible death. So then there'd just be like corpses in a tunnel just like lying there. Theoretically, yeah, that tunnel is filled with hundreds of of dead People and <laughs> ghosts can't get through concrete. No, no. So, but their voices can. Yeah, their yeah, voices yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, but they can't. Well, well, See, it's, what it's part of this doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's hard to be logical <laughs> See, and yeah, believe even in ghosts. Like right when you told me that and you said the no thing, I got a fucking shiver down my spine. It still affects me. But it even does. though I know it's bullshit and like this guy's job is to make up shit, it still fucking creeps me out, man. <sighs> See, like, man, I, I just I don't know because it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like. What what happens with the energy with our energy? What happens with our life force? Like what what know, like 
What happens to it? It just turns into a big no. <laughs> a big ass scary no. But speaking of mass graves, though, did you know Washington Square Park used to be a mass grave? Oh, yeah? Interesting. Yep. It used to be a Native American burial site. And then after that, in like the 18th century, end of 18th century, beginning of 19th century, I think. It was used as a mass grave for uh, yellow fever, I think. Yeah, yellow yellow fever. Whoa. Yeah. And that's Washington Square Park. Washington Square Park, the one uh, with the yeah. nice little fake Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. Um, NYU NYU's playground. Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> NYU's Park. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude. There's a, there's a bunch. There's a there's a mass grave site at City Hall too. Really? Like City Hall is built on top of a of a mass grave site. Isn't the surprised. whole world a mass grave site? Ooh. Whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude. Like I mean, theoretically, people have died on probably most every probably inhabitable every square parts inch. Of, yeah. yeah. yeah Still true. freaks me out. Still I had a, out. I had a I used to work at a um I used to work at a like a reception hall. Not a reception hall, I'm a liar. It was a manor. When I lived in Virginia, so it was like an old like uh, slave house. Yeah. And during the Civil War, it was used as a hospital. Mm. So in the basement, they still have the hospital rooms for like the amputations. What? So we had during one of the weddings, the power went out, and me and another dude had to go down there to to flip the switch breaks. And it's it's kind of a it's a pretty scary sight because it's like you know for a fact people died here and the way that those rooms were set up they were kind of like divided with like uh, probably waist level like concrete blocks uh-huh. and then in each like cubicle pretty much it was about the size of a cubicle in each one of them it was like a giant porcelain tub because that's where they did the amputations that would be where they caught the blood during the amputations so it's like a like a brick like. Ooh. bench and a giant tub where they did the amputations and i'm just like this is insane that this is because they just never renovated that aspect of the house like it was just, so it's been around for like over 100 years yeah that that the manor itself is probably like 150 years old easily but it was during the civil war it was a hospital Damn. like they used it as a hospital but um but the thing is that even going down there it seems scary but i just don't believe in ghosts bro and i just feel like that everything that happens has an explanation that you oh, could I'm make sure. it about ghosts yeah like if you're a believer in ghosts you could just take anything well, it's and the be easy like a explanation ghost right yeah like instead of being like oh friction from this caused static electricity to make a pop noise right exactly instead of that just be like yeah, it was a ghost yeah it was a ghost bro yeah. or like fucking um you ever been inside of a building? Like you're you're from you grew up in New York, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or I don't know if you ever been inside of a building. I I, I don't know if this happens I'm, I'm outside in a bu- of I'm buildings. In a building right now. No, yeah. no, no. But I mean, like chilling <laughs> in a Alex hallway. Just grew up outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like chilling in a hallway, like a New York hallway building, because that's the only yeah. place I've ever experienced it. <laughs> but it's like when you're chilling in like a New York hallway building, you hear mad squeaks. Oh, like yeah. it's like a it's like a like a you know when a sneaker squeaks during oh, basketball yeah yeah. yeah 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 like so you hear a bunch of those so like if you're oh. in a hallway you just hear those and it just sounds like a sneaker like yeah. someone like like making a hard stop in a sneaker yeah. till this day i have no idea what makes that sound Dude, like you know what sound know i'm what talking, talking about, about right? but i have no idea what makes thing, that though, sound like, in, in those like new york buildings though you can have hallways stretching for like so far right and they're all like tiled the exact same way too yeah. And that shit just carries sound, man. It could come from like the polar opposite end of the building and you'll still hear it. 
So you think it's just like a soundtrack? I think it is. So is it someone making a hard stop with a sneaker? Maybe. Like, what the fuck is the Maybe, sound? Man. Because, yo, I've been in buildings like 2, 3 in the morning where I'm pretty sure that it's like there's no one playing basketball in the hallway right now. <laughs> but it's like fucking like I'm Dude, chilling there and you just hear it. It's just like a fucking sneaker squeak. Boom, boom, boom. Dude. And it's just I, I don't know what that sound is still. We need that, to figure that, this out. That, it's a goat. Well, no, we do know. It's a ghost. It's, it's a, ghost. a fucking ghost. <laughs> it's a good, 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 good ghost. <laughs> So uh, now look. Let's look at the opposite side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You guys ever heard of spiritual vortexes? No, please. So there are wow. no. more yeah. powerful places that are positive. For example, Sedona in Arizona is like a, a, like a really beautiful, like a little bit like of a mix between like an oasis and like a, and like some some kind of rock formations. It's really pretty. Mm. Uh, so some people go there because they believe that these ranges are where like energy passes through the rocks. And so they go there for like a spiritual healing. So they go to Sedona and like a whole and they place. like stand. Yes. Yeah, so like they stand in like a particular spot. And like, I think some of them see it as like pseudoscientific where they like, no, 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 there's like an explanation about the earth's energy. And like, you know, they might attach science to it. Other people, maybe not, but basically you go out there with some guide and you stand in a particular spot and you think positive things and like the, the, the energy of the universe flows through you and that this could be healing. Now, what's funny about this, not funny, but interesting is like we're talking about the power of belief, like for something that's scary. So I think this works in the opposite way. Like if you have something really positive you're holding on to, you might walk away from the experience feeling really, really good and really, really happy and feeling really, really good and really happy, like re- releases endorphins. And you might start to feel a little better having a positive mental attitude actually can help people uh, recover from certain types of injuries and, and probably not anything that serious, but like, I don't know. Not maybe, with maybe, that attitude. Maybe having, <laughs> not like, with that attitude. Like maybe you have cancer. Hinder you. you ever hear about someone who like is, is dying of something like cancer and they don't, uh, they don't die until like they've had a chance to say goodbye to someone or something like yeah. that. I will tell you if this is a real story. Oh, now this shit. isn't ghost story. This is more the power of yeah. Of eyebrows belief. went up when you said real. Yeah, so yeah. This, this is one, real this shit. One, this one hits really close to home. So uh, in 2005, uh, my grandfather uh, had a severe stroke, right? And he was he was hospitalized. So for the last month of his life, he was barely able to open his eyes. He couldn't really talk, and he was kind of like in the dark. He could like kind of like hold your hand and stuff like that, but he was clearly dying, right? So I was living in Orlando at the time and every single weekend I would be driving down to Miami, spending all my time at the hospital, then going back to go to school and then coming back, back, back for like four weekends in a row. So my grandmother, who is, you know, a fucking saint and like has been by his side forever, uh, is the type of person that if left her own devices would have stayed in that hospital without ever taking care of herself the entire time that he was in there. So we kind of had like to do shifts to like take her home, let her take a nap and then come back with her. So it's my turn to take her home. We go back to her place. She can only sleep like two hours cause it's all so traumatic. And we drive back to the hospital at like 8am. We're in the hospital. My dad was the one who spent the night with him. Uh, and my grandmother like walks into the room. My dad's like, okay. Cause he's being relieved. He's like, I'm going to go down and get breakfast. And I hadn't changed in like three fucking days. So I'm like, okay, it is my opportunity to walk down to my car and like put on a new shirt. So in the couple of minutes that I go down to change my shirt and my dad goes down to get breakfast, this is the first time in a long time that it was just my grandmother and my grandfather alone in the room together. And he died 
when it was just the two of them. Jeez. Yeah. So by the time I came back up, which was literally like five, six minutes, that was the time where he died. After a whole month of him like holding on, holding on, holding on. And it was just the two of them. And then it was like he was finally able to just like let go. That could be a coincidence, but it's a pretty fucking weird coincidence where, you know, his life partner that he'd been with ever since, uh, you know, for let's say 60 something years, yeah. they're alone together. He hears their voice maybe after a really hard night. And then he finally is just like at peace and able to let go. Yeah. So, you know, the power of thought over the body. Let, yeah. I, I got another one. My grandfather passed away three years ago now in the moments like in the few days before his death he was like kind of phasing in and out of reality a bit and he had like weird hallucinations kind of and uh one of them was him he said he was having like breakfast or like tea time with his first cousin who was like also you know kind of sick and ill um and he's saying, hey, yeah, he was here. We were just eating. But he's been in bed the whole time. He was, like, in a hospice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, uh, a few weeks later, he passed away. Um, and then a week after that, his first cousin also passed away. And then the crazy thing is, when he was buried, they ended up buried right next to each other by pure coincidence. Because we don't really, like, communicate with that side of his yeah. family. Right? Oh, just... Randomly, randomly. Oh wow! They were buried right next to each other. After that's what they were discussing over tea. Yeah, yeah. imaginary. How tea fucking time. crazy Dude, is that, that is, though? That is crazy. That that's insane, man. But it's and see, they hadn't like, they hadn't spoken in like thirty years. So this wasn't you know for the listener. This wasn't like a family area of the cemetery. No, that is no, so no. interesting. He was my grandpa's buried out in Princeton, New Jersey, man. Yeah. And 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 they hadn't spoken in thirty years. They hadn't spoken because they in don't thirty speak years. To that side of the yeah. family, dude. It's hard to not believe in like something out there where shit like that happens. Yeah, it? man, it's it's difficult. See, like my mind always goes to like reincarnation when I think about this stuff. Like, like yeah. this is just like if, if we believe that energy does not die, right? Mm. And like to me, your soul is energy. Like it's 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 a measurable energy, right? <laughs> So when you die, what happens to that energy? Like it has to go somewhere, has to do something, and that shit scares me. Like I, I've never seen anyone die, but I had uh, there was a my friend's grandma had Alzheimer's, and in her Alzheimer's she had a bunch of World War Two stories that she would just tell, mm-hmm. and she's never been to world war two like and it was just like really she, yeah like it's like she wasn't there so like <laughs> that's she was at funny. least an interesting way that to spend your funny, alzheimer's yeah. time because like i feel like yeah. some people have it like a miserable time but like that's kind of interesting yo dog she like, like an adventure the the thing that's crazy to me is like that i fucking believed her <laughs> like so they were good stories I, yeah like it's not like <laughs> and the thing is that i like and i didn't find out until my friend was like bro she, she was in chile the whole time like she she you know what I mean? Like, like, she'd never been to Europe. The war like, did not hit yeah. Chile. She's like, I was flying a plane, going through Blitzkrieg. No, her whole <laughs> shit was that she she had a boyfriend uh, that was at war during World War II. And she was waiting for him to get home, and he never came home. But she had all his letters. And she had a, a an engagement ring that he sent her. But he never made it back from World War II. Now, the thing is that that would be the story that she would tell about this 
boyfriend that, that she had. Yeah, hell yeah. Mad easy to believe, except that it's a total fucking lie. But maybe your friend really? didn't know about yeah. some affair she had, or like yeah, some man. young love that, you know, didn't yeah. pan out. And then she, I like, mean, who that's knows? like 70 years ago. Yeah, bro. It was, so it was her, it was my friend and her mom who both knew this story to be false or or i guess maybe it's that maybe they just didn't know this crazy story about her that she had yeah, i mean he never made it back right so well the thing is i don't know how involved chile was in world war ii with sending troops out there not at all so it was kind of like it, it, it was a weird fucking situation and then that was her whole story and i entirely believed it and then she would fucking sit in the couch for hours just telling the story uh, about her lover that never came back from war. Yeah. So supposedly, I knew a little bit about this from Argentina, but supposedly Argentina and Chile were the parts of Latin America where the Axis powers had the most support. So how funny would it be if the real story was, you know, she had this young love, but he was like a Nazi or something. <laughs> and like, so she never told anyone because like, yeah, I mean, it's possible, right? I yeah, mean, it's like, yeah, entirely it's possible. True. It is, yeah. It's so... Uh, <laughs> It's entirely possible. So now I have to reevaluate that because when she told me the story, she told it to me and and my cousin, and we're just like, wow, that's intense. That's crazy. Yeah. But um, but yeah, she had this whole story about this guy that she was that she was in love with, and he went to World War Two, gave her a ring for when he got back, and then he never came back. Damn. And she would just be sad as fuck telling us this story, and it's just like whoa. <laughs> but then her mom and her daughter, my friend. Yeah said that that was a lie she never had a uh, uh, a boyfriend in world war ii or whatever but i guess they just didn't know she was hooking up with hans <laughs> <laughs> so hans, hans some beautiful man that yeah. <laughs> swept her off her feet so what so what's our take on ghosts are we are we believing ghosts then i mean well, uh, just ever, as pure energy you ever been to a haunted place i don't think you ever mentioned one other than the hallway that you think like no, I just don't know what that means. It, it just that place never felt haunted. I've been scared by ghost stories before, yeah. but I've never been to a place that felt inherently scary or like eerie mm. or anything like that. Like I remember like in the countryside where my dad is from in, in DR, it's like they have this uh thing that's like um it's like a demon that takes the form of animals. Mm. Right? And basically you know it's the countryside there's no lights there's no street lights it's it's just like you're walking by a flashlight uh most of the time and i think the name of it is called the vaca or some shit like that um the cow yeah like vaca is cow <laughs> yeah. but it's like uh, let me see if i can <laughs> what it does is it, it takes the form of an animal and then it, it it obviously attacks at night and shit like that but it's one of those ghost stories that are wildly convenient yeah. because it takes the place of an animal and a feral animal can clearly just actually kill you in real life yeah. right. like it doesn't have to be a demon animal like a wild boar yeah. can fuck you yeah, yeah like it doesn't have to be a demon animal I love the website so for everyone knowing <laughs> so make it a little visual this website Edgar's on the top headline is the Dominican Republic's four scariest monsters <laughs> I'd like to know what the fifth one is oh there it is the Look, list. El Baca El ba oh Buddha B yeah, okay. with a B, El Baca. Uh. So, okay, so here's what it is. It's El Baca comes in many forms, but the idea is the same. These creatures are the result of someone making a pact with the devil and exist to ensure that the individual goes through with their sacrifice. Generally, they're con conjured when someone wants material gain and will demand anything from animal sacrifices to human souls in exchange. 
Uh, they renege on the deal and it plagues your family with disease, bad luck, and death. Physically, it takes the form of a black animal. Usually dogs or livestock with red eyes. Here's the rough part. They can be inherited. If you die, often through suicide, due to its influence, el baca is passed on to your next of kin What? or whomever inherits your land. There are no tales about how to get rid of them. It's assumed that when someone suddenly becomes prosperous, they probably summoned one. Guys, don't make deals with evil spirits. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that like it's generally a bad idea. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> you heard it here first. And Brian, actually, before we close, yeah. uh, you actually recently went to that haunted place, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. uh what was the feeling there? Just closes out with oh, no, like how'd you feel when you got there? That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, <so laughs> This, I, yo, I like the idea place. of a beautiful, terrifying. No, place. no, I'm not even kidding. Like it's actually beautiful. It's like a nature park. Flowers everywhere. Forests. There are peacocks roaming the island. Mm. It's so beautiful. I I find it hard to believe that it's cursed. Wait, so maybe if you just pretend to be a peacock, you'd be okay, right? Probably, yeah. Did you stay f past the two days and two nights? No, no, they kick you off. Oh, they kick you off. You have to take a ferry there, and like they. So the, one of the other jobs of the, or one of the other responsibilities of those firefighters is to make sure that island doesn't have anyone on it. Man, they're mm. really Stay afraid of that oh, shit. They do. No, they, the, yeah. It feels like it. a clever way to keep people off of it. Or maybe tourism. To get people there. Yeah, to get people <laughs> yeah. there. That's true. That's the thing. It's it's good promo. Yeah. And then it's like not only get people there, but then also you get people there while still preserving nature. Yeah. I see what you're doing, Croatia. Yeah. We see what the fuck you're up to. I see you cross. Yeah, that, I mean, that being said, it's beautiful. I like it. I didn't feel scared by it. I still wouldn't stay in the night. Oh, hell no. I'm not going to risk it. I feel like you stay there. I mean, what the fuck is going to happen, bro? You die. That's crazy. See, That's what the, I'm what, saying, what's but funny I don't want to put it to the test. Even if Brian were to die in some slip and fall because it's unkempt, yeah. people would be like, well, the, the, curse, the curse got him. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. There's like there's they don't have like a one solid explanation for how you die and why you die or why you disappeared. It you, just happens. You just do. It's part of the curse. That's one of the things I hate about ghost stories is that they're so always vague. wildly convenient. Yeah. It's yeah. like they're wildly convenient. Like, yo, you know what'll happen if you go to this island, you'll die. And it's like everyone dies. Yeah. So it leaves a lot of room for mm -hmm. being able to argue why you shouldn't why it's cursed. Like Did anybody do Like Bloody Mary when they were a kid with the mirror. Oh, or, 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 or the son of a bitch, man. My cousins yeah. scared the hell out of me with that one. <laughs> that like, stuff don't is look, powerful. It was like, don't look in the mirror past 12 or something like that. This well, the one I remember was you're supposed to, it's like a challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Like you go into a dark mm -hmm. bathroom. Or maybe we just did in the bathroom. You're supposed to go it's, into it's like in a bathroom. In a bathroom yeah. with like a big mirror, mm -hmm. and you're supposed to turn around three times and say like "Bloody Mary" three times. <sighs> Even now, I'm afraid to say that word three times in a row, I, which is ridiculous. I'm in a room with two other dudes, and then you turn around, and then in the mirror, there's Bloody Mary. It's what you're supposed to. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you it's supposed to end. This is I never tried it because I had too much to live for. Yeah. This is this is what broke that for me. I was. So I was about maybe, I want to say about seven years old, seven or eight years old. And uh, between seven and nine, you know, those years are all kind of blurry. But um, back when I was inventing Bob Dole. Yeah. <laughs> so Technology. we had just we, we had watched Candyman and it was me, my uncle and a friend of mine. And Candyman is a movie based around the same Bloody Mary folklore. And basically 
he's like this slave that was killed for sleeping with like the slave owner's wife or whatever. And the whole premise of it is that you say Candyman seven times in the mirror and he appears. Uh, so me, my cousin and my uncle had watched that movie. And in that movie, they referenced Bloody Mary. So we decided to try the whole Bloody Mary thing out. And we go to the bathroom. And when we're in the bathroom, all three of us are standing there in front of the mirror. Lights are completely off. And we start saying it. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. And on the, on the final Bloody Mary, there's a bright flash of light. Right? It's a big-ass flash of light. And... My friend jets from the room and he's fucking freaked out, right? He's like losing his shit. But w- during that flash of light, I could clearly see my uncle holding up a camera, right? Like holding up like a disposable camera. And then I was like, damn, this whole shit is fake. And yeah. I could never get around to ruining was, it. You saw the, the seams in the. Yeah, <laughs> like I saw, I saw behind the curtain. And I could never get around to telling my friend that it was completely fake. And I could never get around to telling my uncle that it was that I saw you with the camera, bro. So I had to just pretend that it was like, oh, that was crazy. What the I, fuck I, was that like? I love the idea of like your friend probably telling the story from a whole different angle. Yeah. Like to him, it's probably like proof of why there are ghosts. Yeah, probably. And then to you, you're like, yeah, this is when I realized that everything in life is fucking fake. Yeah. <laughs> Tooth fairy's fake and Santa Claus is yo, fake. And, and it's my a uncle sad is Bloody moment. Mary. And it, <laughs> my uncle's Bloody Mary. Yo, it's a sad ass moment because I can never like fucking get around to explaining to my friend that's it's like telling someone santa isn't real because he fucking ran out that bathroom like the the devil was on his ass and like ever since then like he just told everyone like yeah we did the bloody mary there was a fucking light i jetted you know what i mean and i'm just like damn man i don't know if i should like tell him that like santa's not real you know like it's and but that is the main reason why i don't believe in ghosts and it's because like i saw the curtain get pulled back and i've seen people be so invested in it and just make themselves believe that they heard someone scream no or that they saw this bright flash of light when they did bloody mary the power of belief yeah man thoughts become things people and um the thought that you should have is to follow the podcast and engage with (laughs) us so that this could become a thing yeah yeah follow us on instagram rogue history podcast yeah Yeah, rogue history podcast you could hit us up rogue history podcast at gmail.com uh this is eggy and i'm signing out i've had like three cups of cold brew at this point so i could make like 17 episodes right now if you guys want to stick around for 30 hours eggy's wired up (laughs) 